0: So, hi. We are live. Uh, if you're watching on our recorded YouTube video, we are sitting very close. Just because we're using my phone and <laughs> it is it's, there's no other way to view us. So, hi. Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. Hello. We're here. It's some Wednesday. It's Wednesday the 23rd? 22nd. Oh, my God. I was like, it's the 14th. <laughs> no, it's so... Not quite. (laughs) I wish it was the 14th again. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And, as always, the world here in the sweet, sweet United States is... Dying. Dying and disgusting. There are, you know, unmarked policemen in military garb just basically kidnapping protesters and interrogating them until they give up any sort of information and then just, like, dropping them off places. Randomly, this is stupid. (laughs) Yeah, so... I hate this life! That's happening in Omaha recently. They had a city council meeting where the mayor proposed a budget with an increase to the police. Naturally, it's, like,
1: twice the amount of what's going to the actual, like, social...
0: services yeah what is we have a we got a little cheat tweet (laughs) there we go uh so the city's going to be giving 162 million to fund the police and 20 million to social services that's giving cops eight times the budget for 2021 and an obscene amount more than giving to social services and i feel like if i remember correctly i did see something where she was saying that she knew That people wanted to defund the police and spread that money elsewhere, but to do those things first, we needed, like, a police force or law enforcement. So it's, you know, during this time where she's, like, very aware of, like, what her (laughs) constituents want, she, uh, is just unwilling to do so because she doesn't give a fuck. No, she's mean. Yeah, and she's just a white lady, so Mm -hmm. anyway, that's just, you know, updating you on the bullshit in our world that's just, unfortunately, just sucking up parts of our lives, which is great. It's wonderful. Yeah, Yeah, it's fantastic. We're, you know, as the average white
1: person says, we are just living the dream. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go live it. You start. we're going to talk about this. Some comics. (laughs) So I have, um, this series, it's called Vlad Dracul. Um, this is going to, this is only going to be three issues long, but this is pretty much just like a retelling of the story of, um, Vlad the Impaler and, you know, Constantinople. I can barely say that word. And I've read it so many times since I was like seven years old. I have been consistently reading that. Yeah. Constantinople and the Ottoman Empire and stuff. Um, so it's a story that I've read like several times. I, I know what the story is about, um, but it's just interesting to read it in comic form, which is why I did it. And again, it's only gonna be three issues. So I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it's pretty graphic. It is a uh, scout comics, which is like a smaller line and their comics are pretty hit or miss but I feel like this is a hit for me.
0: Alright, alright.
1: I will spend $7 per issue on this (laughs) three-issue series. That's not too bad, though. No, not at all. Considering, like, how actually, like, big and Mm -hmm. how long the story is, then I I think it's a deal. But, yeah. Uh, Vlad Dracul. The art's pretty friggin' cool. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Again, it's, like, it's bloody, it's graphic, and it really does go in-depth on the story, so it's tight. It's tight. It's so tight.
0: uh So next, I have the last issue of Death or Glory. This is issue number eleven. I'm not really going to say a bunch about what happens in this issue. I just kind of want to talk about the series as a whole because I did, I did truly enjoy it. I do think there's just something about like the way Recommender l- writes that I really do enjoy. Depending on the story, of course, but like. This story was really, really good. It's, you know, very much about how people's lives are linear. Oh, Jesus Christ. I feel like I do that every time with my phone. It was just Baby Yoda. Oh,
1: oh. <laughs> it was bound to happen sooner or later. I know that's going to fall forward again. I can just feel it. There we go. Uh, okay, got it.
0: <laughs> Pardon me. We're adults. You We're adults. This. It's fine. Uh, it it really just shows how life is linear you know there's a beginning and an end and kind of no matter what there always will be and sometimes you know you might not a hundred percent win but i guess as long as you fight the good fight and care about the people around you and try to find like that happiness that's like kind of what matters i don't know maybe i'm just reading more into this than i should but that's kind of like the takeaways i had from it it's just like You know a very much like you can build your own family and just care for them like you know just care for those people in any way possible and do what you can and it just it ended on a real sad note but like glory got to a happy place so to speak even with like everything that had happened and everything that was going on definitely worth 11 issues and I, were you satisfied with the ending? Yeah, no, I was extremely satisfied with the ending. It just, it was hopeful at the same time as it was, like, just very sad because it is, a, you know, it's kind of a look at it in itself about, like, you know, the American insurance system and, like, healthcare in itself and how they're having to, like, you know, go somewhere else and, like, basically try to defeat all of these bad guys at the same time that they're just trying to, like, he could, couldn't get the help in the states because it was so expensive okay but in the end it 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 didn't necessarily matter feels like it'd be a bummer like
1: to get to the end to know that like everything that you did pretty much was in vain
0: yeah but at the same time like i don't it's I don't know how I want to express my feelings because it, like, it wasn't in vain, no matter what. Like, it was a life that's well lived and that is not in vain. Okay. At least, like I said, that's my takeaway. Right, right. like, as long as you live a life that's well lived and you have that slight bit of happiness, like, you know, maybe the ending isn't the happiest. Maybe you didn't, you know, bad guys do win. Like, that's just reality you do die, which is also just reality. It's just the parts in between that are, like, the most important parts. Well-spoken Gandalf. (laughs) Once again, I might just be, like, pulling shit, like, out of whatever weird brain space I'm in, but that's kind of how I took this.
1: No, I mean, that's, I mean, when you explained it that way, it just reminded me of the scene in The Lord of the Rings when, you know, Pippin is like, I didn't think this is how it would end. And Gandalf is like, this is not how
0: it ends.
1: <laughs> it was it was good. I like that. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah, thanks, J-R-R-token. J.R.R. Tolkien.
1: <laughs> J.R.R. Sorry, I just love how Butter says his name. Or I guess it's George R.R. But...
0: Yeah, I said J.R.R. I know. Because I thought it was funny.
1: <laughs> You've got to be J.R.R. joking with me. <laughs>
0: Okay, sorry. Um, uh, I wish I could have found a better way to mash their last names together. J.R.R. Martin. <laughs> okay, we're going to uh, keep
1: talking about comics because we got a lot to go through yeah, today. Yeah, much. Uh, so we both have Strange Adventures. This is issue number three of 12. This actually came out last week, but we didn't get our copies last week, and we forgot to mention it. Yeah, we did read it last week. Yeah. I need to buy mine still. <laughs> I thought you had. I might have. I can't remember. It would be at home. Anyway, um, so this issue was a lot of, um, it was a lot. Um, pretty much uh, Mr. Ter. <laughs> Mr. Ter. I was going to say terrible, but that's not his name. Mr. Terrific. Yes. He's going around. He's doing his investigation, um, trying to figure out if, Adam Strange really did have something to do with the murder and meanwhile Adam is going around like a fucking accused man in the DIY scene trying to cover his tracks um going around like asking people like yeah but like what did he say about me like what what what's happening like I need to know what was going on so I can defend myself properly which I thought was very interesting yeah um but yeah that's that's it it's it's Adam just trying to be a <laughs>
0: i'm done talking about that (laughs) trying to be like just yeah trying to like figuratively cover whatever he can and his wife also has some weird level of being into something or trying to stir the pot in some sort of way or maybe just protect adam yeah in whatever way possible
1: it's kind of hard to tell like what her motives are at this point um I mean, obviously she is doing it to protect him, but, like, at what cost? Like, what, yeah. why is she doing it? Um, I just, I really like the way that these characters are written because I don't necessarily like them, but yeah. I'm still curious to know, like, w- w- what, what the fuck is happening?
0: Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know if you heard Derek and I talking before I left, before we left work, but he was talking about how it could all just be, like, you know, them you know, just doing shit like the gladiator shit, like take out the whole mystery aspect of on Earth and just make it them doing adventures. Like that's what it could be. Yeah, it would it would be just fine if that's what it was. Oh yeah,
1: yeah for sure. And it'd almost be like I would I would still be as interested. I'd be like, ah, oh, let's see what these weirdos are getting up to next. Yeah, I think yeah. it'd be fun. Um I do understand Tom King's need to include a weird murder mystery and everything that he does um <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, he's just like, you know what if we don't Agatha Christie this book, what's it worth? okay, here it
1: is here it is <laughs> Adam Strange coming from his planet, and there's a murder <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like there's like, like a, a there's a like a billboard board.
1: and it's just... Adam Strange and then it has a tie that just goes to the murder and then he's like how do we make this into a
0: story and then he has like a like I'm thinking like a bulls bulls like a thing of just like random fucking DC characters yeah oh my god
1: yeah or it's like one of those um like bingo things where you spin <laughs> them and then you reach in and you pull out that's what it is it's like alright let's see who we got next and we got Mr. Terrific <laughs> That's uh, Tom King's writing style, apparently. Yeah. Okay, so now, now that we've uh, wasted even more time,
0: <laughs> let's continue. Uh, next, we have Last God. Heather actually didn't get a chance to read this, so I won't necessarily get into it too much, but it's kind of just about how uh, they were working with this uh, knight called Hakon. It's H A K K O N. Oh, Hakon. And, on. and like kind of how he came to be with them and kind of where th- things went topsy-turvy in their adventure. But it does continue to go back and forth. It does instead of, um, oh. sorry, it looks like a weird sex toy. <laughs> uh, no, but there is sex in this book. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but instead of doing like the little axes to show like between times, it, Instead, it's, like, her telling the story to, like, the people in the present. I guess it does do the thing in the present here. But oh, okay. it's a little – the way it flows, I like it a lot. It's not fun sex. But no, it's really it's, not. It didn't look very interesting to
1: me. Um, I still really enjoy this book. I just completely forgot that
0: I had this one. Yeah, no, there's a lot. There was a lot this week. I read this this morning – and it is. It's still really enjoyable. I still really like the art. It. It is just still like incredibly like. It's just like you know, incredibly fantasy based. It's oh yeah. Just like reading a fantasy book.
1: I think I'm gonna go through and just like read all of the stories in the back rather than like the actual
0: comic. Maybe that will give some clarity. Yeah,
1: and maybe to you it. can
0: just tell me about it so I don't have to read it. We'll do. <laughs> Okay, you next? Okay, yes. Um,
1: I have Nomen Omen. This is issue number seven. Um, This, I feel like, is a a good, like, halfway point where it's actually getting to what the buildup of the story is supposed to be. Okay. So the main character in the last issue, she kind of unlocked the magic in herself, but upon doing that, she cursed the people around her, which is the people who she's supposed to be protecting because she didn't have a hold on it. Okay. So she is going to this magical land with the, the elf King that stole her heart. And she's just, she's pretty much just trying to not only save herself anymore, but she's trying to protect the people that she loves. And in order to do that, she has to leave everything behind. So it's, it's a, it's a nice little transition from like this girl who kind of has everything, uh, like a loving family and all that to knowing that she has to give it all up in order to protect them um but then it also like gets into the weird elf king stealing children it's wild i don't necessarily care about her story anymore because i want to know <laughs> what fuck he's doing with these children he is stealing children putting them in cages and making them draw pictures on the wall all right wow. and there's a beautiful woman that he likes to get naked
0: Oh, but, that's what we saw, you showed me earlier. Yeah,
1: but it's like, the art in this is incredible, and I love the color schemes for it, um, but it's it's also one of those where every time that I think I have, like, a grasp on what the story is actually about, something else happens that, like, m- confuses me, and it All makes right. me want to go to the next one, which I just, I absolutely love, because it ends with the, the beautiful woman that the elf king is getting naked. He is uh, sleeping with her, They're lovers, obviously. They've been lovers for, like, centuries. Uh, She's the daughter of Hecate, and she has Black Widow spiders, like, do her bidding. But I'm curious as to, like, why are they going into dead bodies? So, yeah, this is a very weird, fantastical magic book that doesn't (laughs) really make sense, but also does at the same time. All right very interested
0: in it (laughs) and i'm very interested to keep reading it uh all right so then i have chew this is yeah what about you this is a before the actual events of the other chew book like the detective chew yeah okay but this is his sister Saffron. Okay is it done by all the same people? Uh, the writer is the same. it's okay. John Lehman and then the art is by Dan Boltwood. Okay. Uh, but the art is fairly close to uh, Rob Gilroy's stuff who does the chew and who does farmhand Farmhand that's yeah. okay. I was like what else does he do? But this is a uh, really really like really really cartoony is the best way to describe it like the art the art is really cartoony and then the colors are really bright. It just kind of starts out with his sister is actually a criminal. And so they're trying to rob a bank. Things kind of go sideways as as they do when you're robbing banks, right? And he is called to investigate the crime. And then they end up at family dinner together. Cute. Yeah. I've never read any of the first two series.
1: I have not either. I know that he eats dead people and
0: discovers what the crime was. Like, he can, he's, like, pre-cognitive, like, he can, yeah, I guess, like, eat or chew or, like, like something, and, yeah, has that, like, oh, this is what happened, but beets are his, according to this, beets are something that block his powers. And the chef cooked beets into the food. Oh,
1: okay, okay. I was (laughs) like, what? But that makes more sense, like, beets, the food, the, Okay.
0: What were you thinking?
1: I don't know. You said Beats, and I said Bears, Beats, Battlestar Galactica, like, in my head. And I was like, wait, is that the right one? (laughs) Because
0: I'm just, like, rethinking, like...
1: You know, I don't know (laughs) what I was thinking. I just went blank for a minute. Something. Uh, But, yes, okay, that makes sense, because Beats also does that to me.
0: You can't taste people and see them. It prevents
1: me from doing anything. I'm bedridden for at least a week from beets yeah why because they get all blocked up in my throat because it's hard
0: to chew (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm moving on okay Um, oh wait we we're doing wind first oh right okay um (laughs) so we
1: both read this this is issue number two of wind um
0: one of the cutest books to exist yeah it's super adorable that's one of my favorite things my second favorite thing is that it is like 50 pages Mm -hmm. it's super long super dense there's a lot like a lot of story there and it's only 3.99 which is very very cool
1: yeah
0: um but basically
1: wind is a boy who has some sort of magical powers uh buried within him he's got the poignant ears and everything um his foster family is what i'm gonna call them there's family yeah. but not by blood um the mother is trying to get him to leave because the town that they're live living in is going to get dangerous for him and she doesn't want to see him die so they're coming up with a plan to get him out and then meanwhile the cute little prince is also trying to leave. leave. Yeah, there's like their their stories are going to become woven mm-hmm. together, not just by Thorn, the man that Wind is in love with, and also with, I think the, the prince, prince
0: is in love with. Yeah, him. Yeah, sure. everyone's in love with
1: him. But to be honest, like if I saw Thorn in real life, I would probably be in love with him too. I would make him lift me over his head, like just because <laughs> it looks like he'd be able yeah, to. He's a beefcake. Yeah. He just seems really sweet too. Um, but yeah, their stories are are woven together, and they i assume they're all going to be running from the Bandage Man, who is a magic hunter. Yep, and he's really good at his job. So, wow, that was really great. You did good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I've been really excited about this one. Like, I've, I've been <laughs> paying attention to every word that I've been reading. I read it like twice last night, technically, because I like went through and was kind of looking at my favorite parts again because I just, the the art in this is also really good. They do a, such a good job of like capturing emotions on the face. Yeah, it's quite lovely. Yeah, which I, I just really love. Um, so yeah, I went through after I read this and was just like looking at the faces again because it's, I really enjoy this book. I think it's fantastic. Are you flipping me off? Nice. Oh, it's a thumbs, thumbs up. up. <laughs> okay. I was like, look, I'm going to talk about wind anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was wind. That was issue number two. Um, did we determine if it was an
0: ongoing or if it I was limited? I honestly, I didn't look into it.
1: I can't remember. Um, I feel like it was a short series though, and it would probably be like six issues.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could it could go on for a while too. It has that like possibility. I hope it does, honestly.
1: Or like if it was originally. Um. <laughs> Because my glasses are the wrong prescription, like I need to get new ones. So from here, when I look at the the thumbs up, it does look like a a hand flipping me off. That's why I had to like get close. I can see it now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I I
0: think Wind is one of my
1: favorite series right now. Um, I just I really enjoy it. Yeah,
0: I I really don't have anything to add because you really did like some like sum it up pretty well and those are my feelings as well and I really don't have much to add to it because it is just like starting and I'll see where my, my feelings like make their way in there
1: yeah I'm excited to get like the adventure going because you know that the next issue is
0: going to be like oh here we go we're yeah. on our fucking mission and then stuff's going to happen for sure okay so then next we both also read um, Emperor or Lords of Empire Emperor Hulkling yeah, yeah. this is a tie in me <clears throat> a tie into to the Empire event, though to be honest, you don't have to know anything about anything to just, like, read this issue. It's really, does a really great job of just kind of telling you what's going on, who are the characters, and, like, that stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is, um... I read both, and it wasn't, and I can attest it was not necessary to read both. Uh, so this is by Chip Zdarsky, and then I'm going to make you say... Anthony Oliveria. There we go. O- Oliveria. Olive- See? That- I, got all, <laughs> I got all blocked up in my mouth. I don't say it no good. <laughs> Are the writers, I suppose we should go. Uh, the penciler is Manuel Garcia, and the inker is Cam Smith, with uh, Triona Farrell doing the colors. So... Who does the fucking lettering? Oh, VC's Travis Lanham. <laughs> uh, so that's who does that book, which is important. But I really do like the idea of Chip and Anthony being able to like work very, very together on this book because it turned out very great and very gay. Which I'm not even gonna lie, the only reason I took that home to read it was because
1: I flipped to the page where there was kissing going on, and I was like, "Wendy, I'm borrowing this." <laughs>
0: kissing in this book
1: I had to because I really do love them I think they're they're fantastic I
0: think they're a very solid couple yeah they are very sweet together and this issue does explore uh Teddy and Wiccan's relationship pretty like intensely and how what you would give up to help your people yeah yeah no it's a really great way to describe that and I mean overall it was just like a nice little book
1: I did, it did make me feel, like, sad. Yeah. Like, n- certain parts of it I did feel, like, kind of overwhelmingly sad, and I was like, no, please don't do this to me. <laughs> but it wasn't to me, it was to each other. Yeah.
0: I don't know, so yeah, a very solid read. Like I said, don't have to be re- reading the Empire event to get it. If you like gay shit. You're gonna love it. But you're gonna love it. Yeah. With the champ gay stamp of approval. And it's just a picture of Chip's face. <laughs> Just says champ stamp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate and I love that so much. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go. Um, speaking of gay, um, so this is I've already discussed this before. I've read this first issue. This is just a second printing of issue number one, Faithless Part Two, the erotic cover, and I only got it because Krasinka does the cover, so. Um, cover
0: your eyes. If you
1: are under the age of 18, please cover your eyes because it's naughty. Ooh. I just think it's really cute. <laughs> That's all. I just like it. I just wanted to show that because I just got it today. Um, but again, it's the second printing of a an issue I've already read, so I'm not going to talk about it. I just wanted to show you the... Nudity. Okay,
0: you sure? Okay, I got two books. Uh, first I have Batman: The Adventures Continue. So this is a hooray. <laughs> I Knew you'd love that. <laughs> uh, Batman: The Adventures Continue, and this is just the Batman animated series, but in bat co- in Batman comic book form, <laughs> in, in bat form. In comic book form and a continuation of the earlier Batman Adventures series that they did do. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. This is, um, like, Red Hood is, I think it's Red Hood, is, like, spying all, on all of them. Deathstroke is in this. It's a, I don't know, I like the art a lot because it's just one of those things that's like, reminiscent. It just looks like the cartoon. Yeah, I'm just having a good time. That's all that matters. That's all I have to say about that because it's just like, yeah. Okay. It's easy schmeasy. Right, right, right. I feel like I'm going to burp up some cold brew.
1: I just, before you start talking about this, I just love the covers so much
0: of all the Daredevils. They are gorgeous. So it was a double dip week for me, and I have another chip book. I have Daredevil. This is issue number 21. And in the last issue, Daredevil decided to turn himself in, and he's like following through with that. He's like, "I'm, I'm just to the cops." Yeah, you fool! I'm gonna turn myself in. I need to go through like trial, do this whole thing, and Foggy stops him. Like he has Detective North take him to the station because he's like, "I want you to take me in." That's how Daredevil talks. I, I believe it. <laughs> and foggy stops them on the way to the police station he's like hey man what the fuck you can't just do this like you're putting everybody you love at like stake you fucking moron right (laughs) think about this
1: before you do it yeah
0: and he's like i've got a plan listen to me so they set up this plan and that is what happens in this issue I have nothing to add to that. I thought I did for a minute. I thought you did, too, because you kind of seemed
1: like it. No, I have nothing. (laughs) Nothing this time. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Next. (laughs) All right, so next we both have Decorum. This is issue number three. These books are so thick, I was like, is this issue, like,
1: five? Yeah. Um, So this one follows the main assassin, Iris? Imogen. Imogen. (laughs) Imogen. Yeah. Im- Imojun. Yes. Imojun. Uh, she recruits our one of the main characters who was in the first issue. What was her name? Kai? What? The main girl. Her?
0: No, that's Nora. Nora. Right? Flip to the back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Her name is in the back. Nara. Nia. Nia Nori-Soon. Nia Nori Soon. We said this, like, ten times before we started. I know. Um... Sorry, I
1: don't know why I did that. We, we both
0: did Say <clears Hey>, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Have a good
1: day. Um, so the main assassin, Emojin, she kind of recruits n- ni- Niha.
0: Niha. Niha Noris.
1: Niha Recruits her <laughs> to um, attend a, a school for all women assassin, mm. essentially, uh, where they learn how to like hone their skills and all that kind of stuff. Um, she's up against... Oh, it's called the Sisterhood of Man, by yeah. the way. <laughs> it's a really bad name. Yeah, super
0: they, bad. They make a really good pun, or pun, really good joke about it. Yeah.
1: Um, but she's kind of, uh, she meets the her classmates who are renowned assassins, essentially, who have killed thousands and thousands of people between the three of them. And she meets her teacher, who cracks me up. I love that teacher. Yeah. Um, but yeah it's it's basically just her getting introduced to the sisterhood of man to become an assassin and she loves shorts
0: yeah this uh, oddly reminded me of like an anime like like not story but yeah like an anime story or like an anime es- episode like the way the like yeah like the, her faces the, the faces that she makes and just just the way everything is done it's just like I wanna, see, I wanna see this as an anime.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. one of my favorite things about this book is the way that the art style changes constantly mm-hmm. throughout it. Like there, I don't know, there's like sections, like a few pages where it'll be one style and then it'll change like drastically. And then you're like, oh, okay, so this is like a different part of the story. Um, and then it almost like devolves as you get to, mm-hmm. like through the book. And then it gets to this whole section, which is one of my favorites. Like I loved this section.
0: yeah where they're like learning yeah where they're all meeting Mm -hmm. each other and
1: shit yeah but yeah this this book is interesting and crazy and silly and and wild but
0: i enjoy it yeah no same same i feel like the first two issues i was like i don't quite understand what's going on and i suppose there's probably that aspect i still don't understand what's going on but this was very straightforward in telling me what was what was happening yeah
1: this is uh, easier to follow i think and Maybe that's why they did it that way, was so it, they like drop you into this whole section. Like, this is the main part of the story, everything else will get explained soon. Yeah, which,
0: which is I'm fine. cool with. Yeah, <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? I was gonna, mm, I like the maps still. Maps are great, yeah, big okay. fan of maps. Maps are cool. All right, so next we both have Bliss. This is issue number one. This is a book by Sean Lewis who also did that book, Thumbs that I read. Oh, that's
1: why the name sounded familiar. Okay. okay, I was like, I knew I recognized the name, and that's probably why you got it to begin with, yep. right?
0: Yep. Okay. Yep. And then, since I've never seen this artist before, I was interested in their their art as well. hmm Caitlin Yarsky.
1: The layout of this is just yeah, fantastic. Yeah,
0: no. The art in this book, the art and colors in this book are really, really, <clears throat> really good, and it's hard to just explain why, because they do very the colors vary very much throughout the book there's but there's really just like dark purples and like shades and they just do a really good job of setting the tone for the book itself but uh this book starts out with the main character perry speaking to what appears to be a judge in a room filled with very very mad people and he's talking about his father and basically what his father has done to everybody else to provide for him. Because of this drug. Yes. Who knows?
1: Yeah, there's 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 like more in it, to it <laughs> than that, but there is a drug that is introduced that they kind of hint at that's
0: a major, role, a major yeah. yeah. In the, the father's decision making. It, it is called bliss. It's called bliss. As is the book. But yeah, I think I don't know. I really, I really did enjoy this first issue. I liked how it felt really, really dark. Oh, for sure, very seedy. Yeah, and I really, it had that horror element to it that I really, really enjoyed. And I don't know if it's supposed to, but it felt really like, I don't felt like kind of like a horror thriller sort of thing. Yeah,
1: it reminded me of that scene in Jacob's Ladder, like near the end of the movie when he's being wheeled through the hospital. Like that feeling is how I felt. (laughs) Jesus. Just really dirty.
0: (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I would really suggest this almost like on art alone. The story is really, really good. I don't want to get too deep into it just because I feel like if I if we say too much, it's kind of giving away everything that happens. Right.
1: Because even like how we describe it is not how it actually is. Yeah. Because there's no way you can fully describe like what the book is about without spoiling anything or making it seem As uncool as it is. I I meant like it's really cool. We would make it seem uncool. That's it.
0: I'm bad with words today. Fucking squares. Yeah. You go. Okay. Um, You got this. So I have. Should I just talk about both of them right now? I mean, I. I would say no. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, So I have this book called Hollow. Um, This is a source point press book. I believe there's going to be four chapters of this. This is basically just like. That book had
0: a bunch of sex in it.
1: Are you serious? I couldn't tell because it was all black and white. Um, So I I haven't read this. At least I thought
0: I saw sex. That's not sex. There's a weird
1: head. It looks like he's drooling on her. Oh, there it is. Uh, okay, I might have to read this. Okay, so this is basically just uh, a retelling of Sleepy Hollow. And okay. the the whole, <clears throat> just not the movie necessarily, just the story of Sleepy Hollow. Um, I did not get around to reading this yet because I have a real problem with like just <laughs> plain old black and white books if the art is not the style that I enjoy. Like if this book had been in color, I would have read it. But since it's black and white and I, oh yeah. Oh, he is.
0: His balls are just hanging.
1: Alright. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to read this. I'll let you know like how I feel about it. There's a lot of banging. There's some balls in it. There's a a big-eared dude. I believe that's like a kebab crane. We'll figure it out at some point. Uh,
0: big old balls in it. <laughs> yeah. Got them big old balls. Uh, this is The Man Who Fucked Up Time. This is issue number four. The next issue is The Conclusion. Basically, uh, Sean Bennett has just completely ruined time at this point. Like, Seems like something a man would do. <laughs> it is just completely disastrous. He has created like a weird bee world because he decided to kill a bunch of animals or like um, things things. <laughs> things. Creatures that were coming, uh coming to evolve, he just like started stomping on them and shit, so caused evolution to basically not happen except for things that were flying. Oh like Ashton Kutcher and the butterfly effect. I, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen that movie. Well you're missing out. <laughs> that's a classic. Uh so yeah, that's it's just just uh him continuing his shenanigans. I still like it. It's just like, you know,
1: really silly yeah it's really silly yeah.
0: and at this point it's like well it's four issues and it's about to end i don't know what else i can do for you
1: Goodbye, okay, bye alex
0: uh and then <laughs> i have <laughs> we're just gonna blow right through these okay. yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna have a short segue about shit but it doesn't matter really uh i also have batman's grave number eight i did not read it I just flipped through the book itself. I probably won't end up reading any of the rest of the issues, so I probably won't continue to talk about this at all just because of Warren Ellis and uh all the shit that's come out about him. I just didn't think it was fair to not pick up the book because the other the other creators on the book. So, it just felt like I should <clears throat> excuse me. continue picking it up if nothing else. For them, you know, uh, and if you don't know, which I don't know how you win it, but it has recently come out that Warren Ellis has just abused his power within the industry to take advantage and emotionally manipulate people. And, uh, you know, just do a lot of damage to a lot of people's lives and cause a lot of hurt and... I don't know. It it just... It sucks. I think it sucks. It doesn't suck so much for me as the people that, like, he, like, actively hurt. But it's just really shitty to be a fan and, you know, almost look up to this person as, like, somebody who I thought was not upstanding by any means, but, like, a decent human being. And to just kind of be let down on that level of just, like, oh, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, and to have him not take full responsibility and you know atone properly is very shitty to me and I don't know I think it's really important to uh check out the website that uh the people who were uh used by Warren Ellis put together because it's a really handy tool on like what abuse of power is and how emotional manipulation works and like how there are different levels of consent and especially in that sort of power dynamic. There can't be consent without like full. Full communication and honesty. And a lot of the people do come out and have testimonies on what has what happened to them and you can, you know, look through and make your own decisions. But personally for me, (laughs) I think that was enough. And then seeing the website and seeing, you know, that, Warren made his apology like on June 15th and then was still reaching out and texting people until July was just really, really disgusting. (laughs) Just I had already been pissy about the apology or the non-apology basically. And
1: yeah, it was a very half ass thing, (laughs) but at least he did it. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: suppose at least he did it. Taking more responsibility than other people that we personally know. Within the Omaha DIY scene, Rocha... We're looking at you if you're ever watching this again. Um, may I add something to yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Of course. So, I just rambled on for a fucking <laughs> ton of time.
1: So I would just like to say, if you are in a power of position,
0: position of power,
1: <laughs> I, it's still the regardless same. of you know how much power you think you have or do not have, and someone comes out and tells you that what you did was abusive, or even just like, hurtful you do not get to decide whether or not that's true your responsibility is to fix the situation or to try to understand where this person is coming from you you don't get to tell them that that's not what happened you don't get to tell them that what they are saying is untrue if it is untrue whatever you need to figure that out and fix it yourself it is not anyone's else anyone else's responsibility you are in the position of power it is your responsibility
0: no, that's, yeah, a 100%, and I think that goes to say here, too, you know, because it is something where he said in his apology that he didn't feel like he had that much power, and that it's just kind of like, bullshit, dude, you knew how much it's a, power It's a matter had. of yeah. opinion, It's especially with that sort of
1: thing, and if your opinion is you don't have a lot of power, but you're also, like, one of the most well-known comic writers in the entire world, you have power, you just choose not to see it, and it goes the same with everything else that we've just been discussing yeah
0: and that goes within our own communities you know like even if it doesn't feel like our community is that big or you do have this thing you are in a place where regardless like you you have that power yes if you
1: had the power to abuse someone and keep it hidden for that long then you have the power to come out and give an apology and if you don't then (laughs) you don't truly care and stop pretending that you do
0: All right, let's bring it down a little more.
1: Yeah, here's uh, Clash of Kings. Um, This is also something that I just recently canceled because uh, it's through Dynamite, and Dynamite (laughs) is apparently just a a shit
0: company. Uh, Who are supporting Comicsgate, folks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a shitty, like, month for comics. And
1: I'm not going to lie, the only reason I've mentioned this before, I was getting a Clash of Kings was because I really miss Jamie Lannister. Um, so I really don't have any connections other than that. And considering I, I haven't read him,
0: <laughs>
1: but he's been there very infrequently. I was going to say, I'm going to be so mad if I open it and just like <laughs> on every single page, but yeah, that's a, that's a thing. So I just, you know, I will not be discussing this one anymore and no more
0: dynamite. No more dynamite. We do urge you to do the same if you can. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to, but... Yeah. Research decisions. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. So now, we'll bring it back up for the end a little bit.
1: But let's just add a little confusion in (laughs) there. We have die. This is issue number 12. This is insane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm to the point now where I'm, like, reading it, and I'm acknowledging and absorbing what is happening but I don't think I fully understand I'm just like oh
0: this is pretty I think I like I feel like I'm on the mixture of both sides of that because like I feel like I read this issue and I was like okay I kind of have an understanding of what's going on and if nothing else maybe I just like understand the world that they are in now I'm just like okay I guess I right now I'm understanding the more of the power dynamics of like what we weren't understanding like and I think it, within issue nine and 10, when the first like glass town explosion thing happened, mm-hmm. I think like this does a really good job of like reminding you what happened. That yeah, I did notice that. I, I'm not
1: going to lie, though. the The art is the one thing that like I always get distracted by the story because I'm so focused on the art and like the colors. And again, the outfits, the looks in here.
0: Yeah, the looks are really good. Full
1: serves. I can't even handle it. <laughs> I can't. This uh, book is just—it's—it's it's beautiful. I do love it. Um, I
0: need to pay closer attention to the actual story though, because I do get confused very easily. And in this in this issue, they decided to throw in a little aspect of time travel. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. So <laughs> it's like that. I know I keep referencing movies, but it's like in the the movie Saw when he just like rolls up on his tricycle. <laughs> That's immediately what I thought of when I saw that. I was like, oh
0: shit, here he comes. And then it was this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you didn't say who it was for a reason, but it's just like the way you said that. Herbert George Wells. Well, you just ruined the whole <laughs> the whole
1: twist. No one knows who that is.
0: Nobody knows who... Okay. 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 But- I mean, you don't know what happens with them. I I suppose that's true. So yeah, Die issue number 12. Definitely super in-depth story based on RPGs and D&D, basically. Mm -hmm. And then it just goes into all of these characters and who they are, and it's fucking wild.
1: I think one of my favorite parts about this that is a continuous thing is how Ash always has to go down to the dungeons to consult Charlotte. Oh yeah. I I love that. Like she just goes down there and she's like, "Hey Charlotte, can you uh can you help me with this? I know you're not supposed to tell me too much, but just you wrote books. Tell me what's happening." <laughs> I would uh, love to have Charlotte Bronte as my own personal like, consultant.
0: Hey, give me a hand here. <laughs> I I don't know if you saw that tweet going around recently, like probably a few weeks ago, about like J.K. Rowling and how she made the way for women writers. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie,
1: I think I blocked, like, blacklisted every J.K. Rowling thing on Twitter okay. because I was, like, tired of seeing her face everywhere.
0: Uh, so there was that tweet, and then, like, one of the responses to that tweet are, like, it was a screenshot and one of the responses to that tweet, whatever it was, was just like the Bronte sisters are not happy. And then it was just like a photo of the Bronte sisters. And then it just made me think of die. And I was just oh like, Oh my God. Oh, I get things. I understand. <laughs> <That reference. laughs> yeah. That's so good. Thank you. Comic books. Not that I wouldn't without comic books, but like, I don't know if I hadn't been thinking about the Bronte sisters. Like That's true. For- How
1: often do you, does anyone think about the Bronte
0: sisters? I don't know. I guess I'm probably not like literature enough for that.
1: I was gonna say, every time I look at my bookshelf, I have like all of Charlotte Bronte's books just right on one shelf. Eye
0: Uh, level. Well, look at you. Look, I love books. (laughs) I I get it. You're like the only person I can share book jokes with. Mm -hmm. Which is why I
1: shared you that literary meme page because I was dying. Uh, okay, so we should go. We're going to bring
0: it real down. We're going to, yeah, we just have, we have had all a, sorts of levels this This, yeah. this issue. This We're episode. a roller
1: coaster of emotions
0: on this Wednesday, July 22nd. Uh, so we have the last issue of Middle West. This is issue number 18. And I mean, I know Heather cried. I had to go down into the
1: basement at work to read it because I just started sobbing in the employee room. <laughs>
0: and i i read it at home last night and i uh literally who's there? Patrick who's there? <laughs> Damn it. We're going to cry. Okay. I'm I'm going to keep going. Okay, okay. Uh so anyway, i got pretty far into this particular issue of Middle West, and I honestly thought I was going to get to the end of it without crying. I was like, oh, I'm doing so good. And then I just got to a really good part that, like, hit me right in the gut, right, <laughs> right, right in the gut and kind of pulled, like, all of my personal feelings and emotions right to the forefront and just made me tear up and then just... Uh, Just heave and then sobbed for like a solid, a solid 10 minutes. Yeah. um,
1: This book really has a way of uh, tearing me apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the way it, it tears you apart in this way, that's really like interesting and like in depth, just because it's, it's not like a hurtful way. It's just like dredging up. The past that you're not necessarily willing to confront, and then it's really hard to confront it when you're just you know sitting back with some comic books,
1: yeah, no it's all it's almost healing in a way <clears throat> to know that like cathartic, yeah, I don't know, Abel is just a a really good good boy, and I don't know, I think he's very brave and very aware of himself, especially with, you know, the conclusion of this series and I just I just, I I think that's one of my favorite comics that I've ever read.
0: Oh, yeah, no, 100%. And I
1: was not expecting that based off of the first issue and how I felt then. I, I enjoyed the first issue a whole lot, but I just did not expect it to take that turn.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah, no, it, it really did start out where in that first issue you're just like, okay, I get an idea of what's possibly gonna happen and then it just like Gets in, it just like grows those legs and then doesn't stop, uh, and yeah, to watch somebody with so much pain and also realize how much pain another person has and to cause that pain is just I don't know. I
1: I feel like I don't know with any young person in that kind of situation. He kind of grew up really fast, and the fact that like he accepted the way that he thought about it in a more adult way than the father did, uh, I think was very telling with how kids, when, you know, when they're abused in that sort of situation, how they grow up faster than they Mm -hmm. need to.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I just thought that that was handled very, very well. And, like, fuck you, Scotty Young. Yeah, I (laughs) know.
0: Yeah, no. Fuck you, Scotty Young. That was wonderful. Um, I do have to say, like, lastly, just my other favorite part about this and I know like I've gone into this issues before is just the idea of finding that family that you can whether it be blood or friends just somebody those people who really take you in and take care of you and who you feel like you can take care of and those people that are truly truly your family and that alone is you know I think that takeaway from this book, like, I've always had that feeling myself and seeing that just like put onto a page. Ugh.
1: It was just very well done. Yeah. So. And I like the message. I like the conclusion.
0: I like the build up to it. I just overall 10 out of 10, 10, 10 out of 10 forever. Yes. Uh, so yeah, highly suggested book to pick up like if it comes once in I'm sure they'll collect it into one trade. I don't see that why they wouldn't but who knows ouch okay N- next you have the, that one. <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> my um, god
1: so we have this uh empire x-men this is issue one of the three-part series um this i got like dr pepper all over this <laughs>
0: um what kind of comic so, collector are you <laughs>
1: <laughs> a bad one um i don't know if any of y'all remember this but when scarlet witch decided to eradicate like you know half of the the mutants and genosha that was a thing that happened this picks up with uh them being zombies being I guess. zombies like coming back so the gate on genosha is not working so they're they a group of the X-Men have to go out there to try to fix it, and they discover that those, those mutants are back, but not how they were supposed to be. Uh, this book is fucking nonsense. It is. <laughs> thought, oh, it's four. It's four issues, not three. That's my bad. I thought it was going to be three. Um, but yeah, no, this, it was super silly, and it was essentially just like a Marvel Zombies, but I actually enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, I just thought it, it was a lot of fun. It was stupid and silly, and it, we've got the uh, the old ladies. What were they called? The horticulture. Yeah, the holder- horticulture. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely loved this. Can I show the last page? Yeah. It's not really a spoiler, I don't think. I just thought this was really funny. <laughs> it's just cute. I don't know. I think for the weird empire tie-in that it has it's good
0: yeah i don't know how it's tied into empire at all right now i have no idea (laughs) i have no idea but i'm i'm very fascinated
1: to see um how they're going to deal with the zombies the mutant zombies because i like do they they were mutants before
0: do they still have their powers do they still know how to use them yeah because remember that one—I know just that one part, kid. That one part—he was exploding, and he. No, was, I know
1: that, but I mean, like, he seems to be more aware of himself, whereas all these other ones are just like mindless. I, I'm, I'm I, curious. To I just see.
0: assumed that they all knew how to use their powers since they do talk about them having their powers near the end of that too. I should have just assumed. I, I made—I'm just made assumptions based on stupid things that might not be true.
1: But anyway, this could be fun. This is a nice little thing. Um,
0: and then we have next. Uh, next, we have Wolverine. This is probably my, my favorite issue of Wolverine. This is number three. Wolverine is putting a little group together to go and take down the pale girl. hmm <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, Because the pale girl keeps tricking him into killing people. (laughs) Yeah, she's being naughty. And he's tired of it. (laughs) That's, like, one of my Yeah, I love it. So he steals Magneto's helmet. (laughs) Doesn't just (laughs) steal
1: it. Gets that dude sauced and then steals it. (laughs) I just... He just Magneto seems like so much fun drinking. Yeah, he does seem like he's having like a great
0: time with like yeah. Wolverine too. He thinks like... that
1: he's just there to hang out, and he's like, "Finally, I've got like a fucking friend I can just chill with and get <laughs> drunk with. This is awesome."
0: But of course, Wolverine has ulterior motives. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a pretty fun issue just with Kid Omega. The, the Cuckoos, too, where they, like, <laughs> convince Omega, or Kid Omega to go with Wolverine to mm-hmm. take on the Pale Girl because they want Wolverine to set them up with Cable. It's just, and then, just... <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part. Yeah, no, this issue's so good. Uh, it does go into de- in depth to, like, what is also going on in, like, Russia. There might be just kind of, like, a, a mutant coup of sorts going on. So, even in its, like, little bit of silliness and them just, like, beating the shit out of people, there's shit going on. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm very pleased with this, um, because this, like, just came out when everything, like, stopped Mm -hmm. coming out, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's taken a while, but it's, it's good. Okay. Goodbye.
0: Bye, Patrick. See you tomorrow. Uh, and then, <laughs> last, right? Yeah, that's the I don't, last one. I don't think we have any more comic books. I don't think so. I have X-Men Fantastic Four. This is the last issue. So it was a triple chip dip. Oh, we had a triple chip dip. Damn, I went hard. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, I did, but didn't until I got to this this issue. Uh, so this just, like, wraps up Franklin Escaping to go be with the mutants, being caught by Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom decides to give him his powers back or helps him get his powers back. Who knows what's gonna happen there? And they end up stopping him in the Fantastic Four Reed and Sue, more specifically, decide that they've been too uh too stringent too stringent, too like tight on Franklin and what he's doing, and, like, by not allowing him to go to Kurkoa, And they decide to let him go and be with his people, and he comes back, like, every Sunday for family dinner and stuff. So, a conclusion. It's concluded. You you finished three series today. Wow. That was all you. You did that. (laughs) I, uh, this was the heaviest week since we've gotten back. And we read several books off the wall, too. So it's, I think I read, like, 18 books within the last yeah. two days. You read Hellions, too. Yeah, I read Hellions as well. I need to do that still. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, so, you know, if you are a Marvel fan, those books are coming back just hard as ever. hmm And then, you know, I don't, I, I think next week should not probably be as heavy but who who knows i think i have like 15 things next week okay well cool maybe i do too all right we'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it out. out well thanks for hanging out with us if you did today uh it was a long one we know and i know that we did get on some rambles but i feel like what we said was important and we needed to get it out of our bodies anyway uh so make sure to take care of your fellow friends do what you can for other people Go buy comics if you can. And uh, damn,
1: look at that. We <laughs> recorded for so long that we've reached a limit. We have 18 seconds left on this video. All
0: right. Well, we love you. Bye. Go buy comics. Take care of each other. Goodbye.